Having a con artist derail your retirement plan is a worse nightmare than dreaming you lost a winning lottery ticket. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast again. I'm Eric Powers from Sky Blue Wealth, and today's topic gets me fired up every single time. Nothing makes me madder than seeing hardworking folks get ripped off by con artists, scammers, and crooks. These people work as hard at conning people as they would if they had just gotten a real job. But I guess crime does pay because it's getting worse. So today we're going to talk about ways to protect yourself from identity theft and go over some of the most common scams that are out there. And I'll highlight some of the stories of honest people who got ripped off and suffered greatly as a result. Now, the first misconception that many people have is that a scam will never happen to them. It's always the other guy. We all like to think we're too sharp. After all, surely we're smarter than some career criminal munching Cheetos in dark basement on their mom's laptop, right? I'm afraid this kind of thinking is what helps the con artists take advantage of so many people each year. In 2020, older adults lost $600 million to fraud. Ouch. Being overly confident that you're safe from scams will set you up for failure because you underestimate the crooks who practice this stuff every day. After all, they've got all the free time in the world since they have no job. Their job is stealing from folks like us who do work hard or used to before retirement. So the first key is to accept the bad news. Any of us can be conned. It happens to business owners, people who watch every nickel, and even millionaires. But you can defend yourself with the same technology that criminals use to target you, especially with identity theft. There are people out there sifting through stolen social security numbers, credit cards, and trying passwords on bank accounts right now as we speak. They use technology as a weapon to snatch other people's good credit to buy stuff online, and hackers can transfer your funds to their accounts in a flash. The good news is that you can use online services to protect your accounts without taking a Geek 101 course. Services through your bank can be set up to notify you of suspicious activities or block purchases that seem sketchy, like buying snow skis online when you live in Miami. Some of these services are automatically implemented nowadays, but it's wise to speak with your bank about how to deal with this fraud. I know, I know. It's tough to get a human on the phone, but if you make the time, it can be super helpful because reading about all of this information on a bank website can be kind of confusing. Now, besides your own bank, you can use outside services that help you defend your identity. LifeLock may be one of the best known services, but others exist, such as Identity Force. Even Credit Karma, which is known for tracking your credit score, has a free option for identity theft monitoring. These tech tools save you from the headache of watching your account every 27 minutes, which is impossible, but they also save you mountains of time fixing an issue. And that's what identity theft insurance can do. They handle the red tape. And believe me, fixing these issues all alone is a hassle. If you suffer fraud, your financial institution will typically reimburse you, but repairing your credit damage is where you'll need help. A few years ago, I heard a gentleman talking about how a con man had somehow got his social security number and stole his $4,300 tax refund. The IRS just sent it to the crook. It took months for the guy to get this all straightened out and finally got his refund. There's no doubt that he spent 20 to 30 hours on this ordeal. Now get ready for your blood to boil. Here's an example of a scam that ripped off a grandmother for basically every dime she'd saved over her 85 years. 
She started out playing the lottery, just a dollar or two a week, hoping to share her winnings with her family because she had grown up very, very poor. Then she got hooked on sweepstakes, which set her up to get targeted by real crooks. They probably got her name off from a mailing list and saw that she was the perfect mark because she was naturally drawn to trying to win money via sweepstakes. So they got her to mail fees in so that they could process her winnings, which was a total lie. But she did it again and again until she had given over $100,000 to the scammers over time. Most likely the nice lady had a gambling problem, so that's how the bad guys found their way in. They just weaseled in with something she enjoyed. The result, her life savings was down the drain. Well, worse than down the drain, in the hands of people who didn't work for it. Moving forward, there's no way to keep your name and number out of the hands of the bad guys. Remember the old do not call list? Yeah, that was supposed to save us from telemarketers, but it didn't work for very long. In 2019, Americans received more than 63 billion spam calls. Luckily, there are several awesome apps out there to help block these unwanted calls on cell phones. A buddy of mine with a small business had to leave his cell phone on airplane mode just to keep from getting robocalls from Google Maps solicitations for advertising. Pretty annoying. As for the scammers, they don't care about any of the do not call laws anyways. So you are on your own and you are your own last defense. You can always ignore calls from numbers you don't know. 99% of the time, the only people you don't want to miss a call from are already in your phone's favorite list, am I right? Missing a call from a car warranty marketer is as good as avoiding rush hour traffic anyway. The same principle applies to text messages too. I've gotten everything from voting reminders to offers for loans via text lately. Maybe they use a call list or just shoot out random texts, who knows? But one thing is for sure, people with bad intentions like to use text messages too. They can send them from overseas and you might think it's from a local number. And with texts, they can try to make you take quick action, also known as a big mistake. They may tell you that your family member is in trouble and needs money wired to them right away. But also look out for them telling you that one of your accounts has been locked out and you must text back the password to get access. They try this with PayPal, Venmo, bank accounts, and even with your cell phone account. They are fishing for information, and they want you to be afraid of the other bad guys that are out there hacking your account, but in reality, they are the bad guys and the ones that are texting you. If you are locked out of your account, you'll know, because you can't log in, and the way to check is to type in the website address, but never click on a link that comes from a text message like that, because you're likely being sent to a fake site that looks just like a real website. Use caution with emails too. The same principles apply, they're just usually longer than text messages so they can create a more elaborate story, also known as a lie. Another shady example of people getting defrauded happened last year. This guy was a realtor and wanted to start a title company to go along with his realty deals. Sounded logical and he was well known in the area. He asked for investment in the title company and people jumped at the chance. Problem was, he had no intention of ever opening the business. He just kept pocketing the investment money. See, this character could have made great money in the business he was going to start, but instead went for the easy money. It's a real shame because so many people lost their savings to him, and from looking in from the outside, he appeared to be successful. So they figured it was a good investment. 
I'd say a more traditional investment in the markets would have been a lot safer. Even though past performance doesn't guarantee a future profit, at least you can see the fund is legit and not some fantasy business that never materializes. Now for some ways to fight fraud. No Batmobile needed. If you don't have identity theft insurance, then you will have to handle the fraud or credit report errors yourself. But what do you do when you see an error on your credit report? You'll have to contact the agency to dispute the error. You can do that online or a safer bet is to write a letter contesting the negative mark and send it certified mail. The agency should then investigate the error and provide you with a written statement of the investigation results. Here are some common errors that people find on their report. Closed accounts which are still reported as open. Accounts that are inaccurately reported as late or delinquent. Incorrect date of last payment, date opened, or the date of the first delinquency. The same debt listed more than once. Accounts belonging to another person with the same or similar name to you. Incorrect accounts resulting from identity theft. As you can see, there's a lot that can go wrong without the crooks being involved. A tiny typo can give Bill Reed $6,800 worth of an awful debt that belongs to Bill Freed. One of those bills is not going to be too happy. I'll tell you about another unbelievable story. A couple in Philly set up a scam where they ripped 33 people off for a total of $6 million. How? Through emotion. They would lure the victim in via online dating conversations, then string them along until all of a sudden an emergency popped up and the love interest, also known as con man, would ask for some financial help. They pulled on the victim's heartstrings to get to the purse strings. And get this, it wasn't enough that one lady emptied all of her savings and retirement funds. Nope. She began borrowing money from family to keep wiring these criminals money. A good person tricked over and over by really bad ones. Remember, it's easy to think it won't ever happen to you, but that's underestimating how smooth these criminals can be. They use psychology to take advantage of us, and most humans are not immune to these mental tricks. As a quick example of how powerful mind tricks work, in the book Influence, the author points to studies that show we as a species are vulnerable to flattery. No shock, right? But flattery was proven to work even when a person knows the flattery is disingenuous. In other words, our human nature works against us in some instances, which makes us easy prey for buzzards in the form of smooth talkers. Okay, here are some more tactics to avoid having someone wreck your credit and cost you a bunch of time to straighten it all out. If you're like me, passwords are a headache. Well, they're not if you make them super easy to remember and use them on virtually every website you visit but that's a big no-no. You might as well invite hackers over to use your computer and write them a big fat blank check. For your information, the top 10 most used passwords list has barely changed in the last five years. Way too predictable. Passwords need to be complex, so the bad guys with computer skills can't get into your accounts easily. And since it's important to remember all of these passwords, you need a way to manage them. So I suggest trying out a couple of different password manager apps. They remember your passwords for you. All you have to do is keep track of one main password for that app. Or you can go old school. I know some people who are techie, but they still write down their passwords in their everyday planner or journal. Just don't lose those papers. Oh, another thing. Have you heard of TFA? Two-factor authentication. 
Kind of technical, but it simply means having a second device linked to your important websites where you log in. This way, you'll receive a code on your phone if you try to log in on your laptop. You're basically logging in in two different places. This is safer because if you have your phone, it's nearly impossible to have another person log in. You know the trade-off though. It's an extra step and makes it a little inconvenient, so many people don't use this security feature. But think about this. It would also be easier never to lock up your house, right? You could hop in your car and walk away from it without using codes or keys. A lot more convenient, but obviously not very secure. So please take steps to guard your security online, even though it adds a few seconds to logging in. If you're really looking to save time, just delete Facebook. Actually, on the note of Facebook, oftentimes Facebook does have your birthday, your legitimate birthday listed. You want to take that down and probably change that. Again, bad guys know where to search for your birthday, and that's one piece of information they love to have. Okay, it's just about time for a quick recap, but I do want to just mention a great weapon to battle identity theft. It's a nuclear option called a security freeze. You just request separately from all three of the national credit agencies to freeze your credit. With a freeze, lenders can't access your credit reports, meaning they can't open new accounts in your name. This can give people a great sense of security, and for those who don't plan on borrowing money in the near future or ever again, it's worth a look and it's free. Just remember though that you can't get access to credit until you've requested that your credit agency unlock or thaw this security freeze. So let's recap. Here are the key points that we've covered. Don't underestimate criminals. They're shady, but they're not stupid for the most part. Use tech to your advantage to monitor your credit reports and financial accounts. Careful with temptations that lead to future problems like with the lady enjoying sweepstakes a little too much. Think slowly when responding to unknown callers, texts, or email messages. There is no rush, and it may be better to not respond at all. No investment comes with a guarantee, but a track record is preferable to a new company that may just be getting off the ground. Defend your passwords and remember to be aware of psychological tricks that make us all subject to scams. So thanks for listening. I hope you've learned something and mainly that 1234 is not a strong password. Please subscribe to the podcast and send questions to us at skybluewealth.com. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.